Welcome to the Elevate podcast, brought to you by the Registered Master Builders. Each week we explore the ideas and practices that help us get the best from our businesses, our teams and ourselves. I'm your host, Ryan Castle. We talk to experts, advocates and business owners in the construction industry to share their knowledge, insights and experiences to help you build a better business and enjoy a better life. Now let the business building begin. Today on the Master Builders Elevate podcast, we are speaking with Miranda Napton, Business Manager at Blue Summit Construction. Miranda shares her experience of entering the House of the Year competition in just their very first year as Master Builders members. Their story really is quite an inspirational one, and she provides great insights and learning around the process of being involved in the House of the Year entry, what was involved in getting the house prepped ready for judgment, and how they have managed to leverage their fantastic outcomes at the awards subsequently to winning. Miranda, welcome along to the Elevate podcast. Thank you very much, Ryan. Great to be here. Yeah, and now, uh, what do we call you? Rising stars, champions of the first year is what, what title says well to you. <laughs> Look, I'll let you and the listeners decide on that one, I think, Ryan. Um, those self-bestowed uh, titles probably don't, aren't as enduring as uh, I'd like them to be, maybe. <laughs> Wow. Hey, look, um, Miranda, you're the business manager at Blue Summit Construction. Yes. Uh, some might describe a meteoric rise in the uh, Master Builders ranks. <laughs> and without getting too carried away, uh, we're really excited to hear about your journey, what your experience has been with Master Builders, how House of the Year has influenced your, your outcomes. And yeah, of course, all of our members are always keen to pick up some tips and tricks and go, oh, that's, that's a great idea. Maybe we could uh, bring that in as well. So just as a bit of a scene set uh, in the House of the Year 2021 awards, uh, Blue Summit was uh, winners of both a gold award and a regional lifestyle award. And I understand this was your first time entering. Yes, absolutely. We'd only been a member for eight months or nine months or something like that uh, and just had the opportunity to enter a house that we thought would do pretty well because it was a bit unique. And yeah, and, and yeah, we won some awards. Great, great job. And was House of the Year, was that something you thought about as you were joining Master Builders? Was it like, oh, eye on the prize, it'd be great if we could go and win one of those? Yeah, definitely. I think it was what very much of what would happen if we did this. So we were a member of another association previously prior to that. Um, we'd heard good things about Master Builders in terms of um, support for the business, support for the owners and, um, you know, ongoing learning, but also then, you know, the, the Master Builders. House of the Year Awards, it's a household name, it's a, you know, everyone knows it. So uh, we thought, well, if if the opportunity arose, uh, we would like to have a crack at that and just see what it looked like, I suppose. All right. Can you give us just a bit of background on Blue Summit? How long's the been in business, your role, other key players in the organisation? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Blue Summit Construction, we started in 2008 and literally it was the, you know, the guy and the dog and the apprentice, except without the dog. Um, and that was my husband, Michael, or it still is my husband, Michael. Um, I Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I injected myself into the business at an early stage. I just wanted to ensure that the foundation of a good business was set up and it wasn't um, the guy that didn't pay GST or didn't understand, you know, how to write a contract or all of that sort of stuff. So my role um, evolved um, as the business did. Uh, We grew quite quite big. I think we're at 14 or 15 guys on the ground um, at our biggest. Um, And that mostly, most of that work was doing labour only supply to some of the big housing companies. And it was about 2015 that we we wanted to be 
the masters of our own universe, I suppose you could call it, Ryan, and really run our own um, jobs from beginning to end and um, put our own flavour and brand of customer service into this experience um, and create this amazing experience for um, for our clients. And so in 2016, we stopped all labour-only contracts um, and that's where we really went into this um, architecturally designed market. So not working with architects, more so architectural designers and just making those designs really pop, really come alive with an amazing process. But also harking back to Michael's um, original experience from building when he first started, he built in London. And in London, you don't um, build new, you you know, you deal with dirty old loft conversions and extensions. So at that same time in 2016, we, um, we did extensions and renovations as well. Um, and we still do both of those um, and just love that variety of work, I suppose. And was there something about the distinction between architects and architectural designers that felt like it was a fit for you? I think the architectural designers, and this is nothing against architects at all, I think we just had more exposure to architectural designers and um, the ones that we do the most work with have a varied background and seem to understand the site work and that connection between client and designer and builder well. I'm not saying better than architects because I I don't have that experience, but um, they understand it well. So we have quite a few architectural designers that we work with and they all bring their own unique style and flavour and brand of amazing customer service. They really get a client, a good client process, which is really important to us. Um, You know, if you get some great service buying you know a nice dress or a jacket or a suit in a shop why wouldn't you expect amazing service um, when you're building a house probably your biggest asset that you're ever going to own so um, we just really wanted to inject that in and have those really good um, professional partners with us so that was a a key part of leaving that labour only supply and really um, crafting our own um, process there with with those amazing designers that we work with. Rena, I'm interested. It's uh, one of those terms that's easy to throw around. Oh, we have a great customer experience. We really look after the customer. We have amazing mm. customer service. Mm, mm. Uh, talking it and delivering it uh, often uh, harder than than uh, the words. Yeah. Um, what is it that you feel like Blue Summit actually does to deliver that good uh, or that great customer experience? It's interesting. One thing I do is interview interview is a strong word, but talk to our client six weeks after um, we've handed over the, the house. And we ask, I ask about the whole process, what what went well, what didn't go well. And the thing that keeps coming up is trust. The speed of trust for them to trust us is quite quick, quicker than I anticipate anyway. And it's and it's made, that, that trust decision is made not with a, here, here's all the trust that we have for you. It's interaction after interaction. So I think being present, being there when they need you um, with what they need at that time um, seems to be a key part of customer service for us. Because you're right, right? Talk's cheap. You know, we can say good customer service, you'll have a good experience, but actually we test and measure that and make sure that that's a, a continually evolving um, system and process that our clients are getting what they need um, and not what we think they need. I love those words, system and process, because then it makes it mm. repeatable on something you can do again and again Absolutely. and improve it and make it better. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you talked about building trust quickly. Are there any initiation ceremonies with your clients to get them to like <laughs> stand on a chair backwards and fall and like prove that you're catching them or anything? That is a good one. I'm just going to take a note. Um, (laughs) No, I think um, just, again, meeting them where they're at. Uh, So some clients don't want us in their home to start with, so we'll meet at a venue, at a location where they're comfortable. Um, We'll meet with whomever is comfortable to be there. So often it is a a husband and wife or two partners. 
and but one of them just might not be confident enough to have that conversation from the beginning. They'll want the other partner to do the vetting process first um, and not be included in it. And that's absolutely fine. It's whatever that client needs. Um, and then the trust is built over time. It's doing what you say you'll do. It is saying, right, okay, well, I'll email you in two weeks and just follow up on that. Or I'll send you that information, you know, after we finish here. And it just means that the client then sees you doing what you say you would do. Um, and when you do that often enough, people start to believe that you will continue to do that. And this is, well, you know, they might only own a section and, um, you know, may have bank approval or not. You know, so this is really early in the process. And if we can prove our trust is, you know, our word is as good as our trust early in that process, then, you know, that's going to be something that they'll be able to understand and see later on as well um, right. when we're actually, you know, hammering those, um, hammering those nails in. Like uh, most elements of success, it's very rarely uh, some kind of magic bullet or something that uh, you're doing that no one ever has thought of previously. It's about actioning the small things and, and yeah. doing them well. So yeah. great to hear you're on that on that path. Let's turn our attention to the House of the Year competition. What was it that made you enter? So we had a really awesome account manager. I think that's what they're called. Um, who helped us when we first joined and he came came around we were working from home at that point and just explained everything really really well so all of a sudden these house of the year awards didn't feel unachievable they didn't feel like this thing that other people do um and we had this house that we'd just completed and we asked if we could enter that one. It's quite a unique build um and we thought well if if we're ever going to test out you know, this house of the year competition, this is possibly a good house to to start with and see how it goes. And unique how, Miranda? So it is built with um, concrete block. It's very industrial um, in its look. It is broken into two specific pods. So there's a, we call them the North and South pod. There's three bedrooms, three en suites, very industrial look on the inside. And the section is, was only, I think about 286 square meters. Right. So seven and a half meters across the front, but it has a, a plunge pool, a sauna and a spa and a barbecue area out the back there's a whole lot going on in this house there's floating timber stairs there's more iron than you can shake a stick at but it just works as a warm and welcoming home so you know that's not something that I've seen every day you don't often put industrial and warm and welcoming together um, so <laughs> no. to achieve that it's pretty pretty impressive and for our listeners we'll make sure we'll include a link to the entry for the house in a show notes so people can go and have a look and look at it right. uh, Miranda the you mentioned uh, your regional service manager from Master Builders help you to understand that this this process maybe wasn't as scary as you might mm. think from the from the outside. Talk us through what was your process, the entry process, uh, what kind of support did you get on the way through? Like I say, he was awesome. Mark was great, um, and so he just helped us understand how how it would look. And then when the entry form came out or the email actually came out, um, it was there was just so much information there that made every step achievable like and understandable that you didn't feel confused by what you had to do to to put the entry in actually the hardest part was just collecting all this information because it was 12 months after we'd finished that we were doing the entry so and the website there was a couple of little glitches because of the size of files but those the the people locally um so in the local branch they were awesome the ladies there were just phenomenal at just answering my silly questions to make sure I could get the things done um the people the administrators at 
the House of Year Awards, um, they were awesome as well. That just hey, just send this to me, and I'll make sure this gets to. So nothing. I didn't feel daunted by um, oh, I've got to do all of this stuff, all this thing. So, um, and then they just explained the next step quite clearly. You knew what was going to happen, and I think understanding that process ahead of time, because then we're able to convey that to Michael because he was dealing with all of the, the things on site, being able to convey that to the clients and having them understand this brand new process for, and then our suppliers and subbies that needed to come or we wanted to come back to just do little bits and pieces. They understood the time constraints, what was required of them. So it just meant that there was no stress through the whole process um, leading up to judging. The only stress was my nervous excitement that I get. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. And talking to the owners about being involved and entering their their house, which is now their their home, was that an easy conversation? Were they up for it straight away or did they take a bit of convincing? No, they actually were. They were really open to it. They knew that they had something very unique. They knew they had something very special. And understanding their input into it, we built a very good relationship with them through the build. Um, so being able to then you know, just ensure that they were comfortable with what was next. It was it was a pretty easy conversation, actually. They were very quick to um, to understand the benefits of it. So, and Marina, I'm curious whether there was any learnings for you in going through this process. Clients, I often talk about when you're preparing reports, you know, maybe for your board or for external advisors that you might be involved with. Actually, the value in creating those reports is not for the external people, but the process and what it makes you think about on the way through of preparing those reports. Was there anything through the process of doing your application that made you reflect on, hey, we're doing really great here, or that's that's something we could do better next time? You know, were there were there insights for you in that process? I think probably more about our internal filing system. <laughs> really boring. <laughs> Just our internal filing system and going, actually, this could just do with a little condensing so we can access this a little little easier. Yep. So, yeah, there's been a little bit of refinement there, but not not too much. And what about the uh, uh, feeling proud maybe of what you'd achieved? Because I think all too often, regardless of what we're doing, whether it's you know um, building a new house, we, we might be, uh, it can feel like a really long process from beginning to end. And sometimes we get to the end, we're like, great, that's done, but now I'm on to my next project. And maybe you don't mm. take the time to stop and reflect about what you have achieved. Mm. Did this process help you to reflect on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, awards night was was amazing for that. Well, first of all, we need to go to wardrobe. You know, how had planned wardrobe in, in advance, you know, was, was Michael I did. concerned I about did. what he was wearing? <laughs> Not Michael. Again, my nervous excitement. <laughs> but it's all right. I already had the dress, hair, hair done and friend did my makeup. And <laughs> yeah, totally. Wardrobe was sorted. <laughs> Leading up to the night, lots of people who we knew um, who'd been to the awards in the past, I had just little snippets of advice um, for the night. You know, this is how it will be set up and there'll be a, board, a photo board here. And, you know, so... Again, there was this comfort of walking into the space. So we took our team of builders and we took the designer and his his wife. And um, so there was a full table of 10 of us and just a bit of excitement amongst us, um, but really lack of expectation, I suppose, not having been there before. So um, we didn't know what to expect or not expect when they announced the category awards. So we got a gold. We were very excited about the gold. And uh, Michael went up and collected that award. And then they announced the category winner and we didn't win that. And Michael turned to me and he said, awards have never, ever bothered me or interested me 
until we just didn't win that category award. <laughs> and I just roared. I just laughed. I was like, okay, good. I think we're, we're in for life here. <laughs> so rest of the night we were like, oh, well, let's just get on with it now. We'll have yeah. a good night. And, you know, dinner was fantastic and everything was really good. We really enjoyed the experience. And then they started talking about these things called lifestyle awards. I was like, oh, what's this? This is a bit, didn't, didn't know what's going on here. So they started talking about, I think they did maybe the bathroom one first, and then they introduced what the lifestyle award for the outdoors was. And I just kind of, it just pinged in my mind as I was saying it. Oh, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, we have a really good outdoor space. There's a good indoor outdoor flow. And then they started describing what the winner was, because there's no, you know, it's, it's all the entries that go into it that are eligible for that. And I was thinking, I think they're describing our house. <laughs> I think, I, and so I turned to Michael, I gave him an, I think they're talking about a house, Michael. And he goes, what? No, no, this is not what we entered. <laughs> and um, yeah, and then they called it out. And the, the lady who read it out is um, a local board member here, Car- Coralie Pollard. And she actually started at the same place as Michael did when he was doing his apprenticeship. So um, Michael turned to me and he goes, oh, well, you you called it, you guessed it, you can go and get it. Uh, so I went up to get the award. I was so excited and so nervous. And as I was walking up, there was this awesome photographer there and he just got this cool photo of me that has just, I've got this look on my face of just this thrill and excitement of the surprise, I think, of this outdoor, outdoor lifestyle award. Um, so I went up and got the prize and um, I actually used that photo that he took um, as my Facebook profile picture. And every time I look at it, every time I see it, it just reminds me of that experience, that that awesome, fun, exciting um, surprise uh, of winning that Outdoor Lifestyle Award. So it was it's just such a cool experience. Fantastic. And if you think more broadly about your Master Builders experience and, and the time you've been with them as a member, how yeah. would you describe that? Yeah, they've been fantastic. Look, I think... You know, they've got the e-learning portal um, and during lockdown, one of the lockdowns, we were able to put our guys onto um, some of that Elevate Learning, which is awesome. Like I say, the support of the local account manager, Mark, has been fantastic. The ladies at the office have just been so good. The events that um, Masterville put on locally for the um, for the builders, for Michael to go along to, um, he, just, he just raves about them. So... Yeah, I think they're stuck with us for life now, to be honest. <laughs> and you reflected on there was a, you know, there was some work involved in the process of uh, entering. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you two variants of this question. If you felt, if you had put that work in, but not won an award, what do you think your reflection would be on the, on the process, and would some of those things you learned on the way through still make it worth the effort? Um, and then, you know, the second variant is the the fact that you did win, how, how do you reflect on that? Look, really good questions there, Brian. I think the first one, it's a life skill for me, is enjoying the process, um, enjoying the work that you're doing because the result is outside of your control. Did I enjoy that administrative process because I learned something about the business to reflect on and improve? Absolutely. Did um, I enjoy getting dressed up and going to a lovely awards night? Absolutely. Um, was it a bonus to win the award? 100% it was a bonus. Um, what we did was make our clients' home even better. 
it just makes me feel happy that they're happy um, right. with the life choices and decisions that they've made around this home that we were um, privileged enough to build. Let, let's talk about the coming House of the Year Awards the next year. Are you going back for more? Have you drunk the Kool-Aid and you're like, come <laughs> on, more of that, please? 100%. Now, when we put uh, put our, our house in, the, the house in for last year, we have put a house in this year in the um, renovation category extension renovation so it was a um very very unfortunate looking house um prior to the work that we did on it um we worked at this is uh, with a different designer this one and what has been created is very very cool the clients absolutely love it um it is such a huge facelift for this um 1950s house that really was you know if you had to put a bulldozer through it, it that would have been an okay option as well. Sure. Um, but the clients invested a lot of love and passion into this um, and we're lucky enough to create a beautiful home for them. So that's what um, we're entering this year and just looking forward to being in a different different category that still resonates with us. You know, that's a, a significant portion of our work, um, about 50% extension renovation. So, you know, we're very comfortable in that space and very keen to see um, how this lovely home stacks up, I suppose. And when you think about Michael and the build team, do you see them with more satisfaction from the new builds or more satisfaction from the renovation extension? Yeah, it's actually interesting. I I talked to the boys about this on, on Friday at some um, drinks. We had one of our builders... Um, one of our apprentices qualify. So oh, uh, we had some celebration drinks for him and, and the boys were split actually 50, 50. They, they don't mind the, some of them didn't mind the renovation work. They just love the cleanness of the new build. And some of them just, yeah, definitely, definitely. And some of them just love the renovation. They love doing something where you've really got to think and be challenged. So I like that we have a, a range of, a range yep. in the team there that have their passion. It's not that we don't, it's not that we pair them exactly with that because I think maintaining that skill set um, only creates a better builder. So, And Miranda, we know the power of marketing in a business. We're always trying to attract our next, you know, perfect client or prospect in the, in the door. Um, how have you been able to leverage your uh, winning House of the, House of the Year awards? Um, how have you been able to leverage that in your marketing? I do a lot of business networking, right? And those in our network and the wider network are probably sick to death of seeing the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yes, it's lovely, it's beautiful that we get it um, because they're quite close to it in terms of being close in proximity to us. But I think what it has really done is um, create a conversation. You've been around building enough now, Ryan, you know that it's, um, you know, you just don't walk out for lunch and buy yourself a, a new build, you know, you don't buy yourself a renovation like you'd buy a sandwich. So I always talk about sparking interest, creating interest, creating enough intrigue that people would want to come and talk to us and just start that conversation. That's what this has done, uh, whether it has been the website, um, our own website, our own marketing, but also the Master Build um, marketing as well. You know, the, yes. the magazine that goes out, uh, we were lucky enough to be chosen for the top 100 as well. So um, there was some enduring nature about the awards for us last year. Um, but the magazine that went out, I have, you know, many, many people send me a photo from all kind of different areas. And definitely it's been a very good marketing tool, but really good to just create that that interesting conversation and having more conversations like this, Ryan, as well. People just want to know about the process. I know a lot of builders as well through the networking and they just want to know how they could do it or how it could work for them. So um, it's been, it's been fantastic. 
And has Michael been open to walking around with a sandwich board on over the weekends kind of, <laughs> with the awards? Has he been open to that idea? No, he's not that guy. <laughs> he's not that guy. <laughs> Sticking to the uh, expert skill set of uh, master craftsman builder. Exactly, exactly. No, he lets me do the um, yeah the bell ringing and uh, sandwich, <laughs> sandwich nice. wearing, and he just kind of gets on with the craft of creation. I think. Yeah, brilliant. Sounds like you guys have got a great uh, partnership going there in the in the business. And Miranda, if you were to think about Blue Summit, where are you guys headed? the the business in a few years are you looking for you know significant growth are you looking to stay stay in the zone that you're in what's what's the future for blue summit look like so there's a small evolution in that i am changing my role in blue summit so i will no longer be the business manager but i'll consult into blue summit um spent the last year and a half creating the team so they can do what i do essentially um and i'll just have a little bit of an oversight role or or come in for special projects i suppose uh so that's been awesome and that's also created an upskilling of our builders as well to step into a space so michael can move his role a little bit and um we're definitely looking for more of the same more of those unique projects with good people uh we we always work with good people we never have those people clash issues so yeah more of the same i think we're not looking to be that you know massive team that 14 15 people again we've done that um but having that good consistent couple of teams two three teams of builders that can get the work done on the ground um and we have a good supplier um network as well so our suppliers will go to the ends of the earth for us and we just totally appreciate that um because they understand that at the end of the day it's for the client so if we can create this amazing process for our clients and make things just easier bring that barrier down um they'll work hard hard for us so um brilliant and it, it comes back to that communication and trust doesn't it whether you're talking with a uh, a supplier being a, a building supplies whether it's your architectural designer or architect whether it's your client subbies you know if you build trust and good communication in all of those those areas yeah uh, people are generally pretty accommodating with you know whatever that's going on if you've got that so sounds yeah. like you've put a lot of focus on that and, and uh, reaping the rewards absolutely i think yeah communication is key it just underpins everything Right. And Miranda, the name Blue Summit, is there a meaning behind that? Michael and I travelled a lot. We we met overseas in London and we lived in Aspen in Colorado before we came back and did a lot of skiing. Um, I actually learnt to snowboard over there and so did Michael. We lived out in West Melton with Michael's sister when we first got back to Christchurch and we just saw the, the hills, the mountains, um, and there was just this clear blue summit on a beautiful blue day um, looking at those peaks of those mountains. So... That's where Blue Summit Construction came from. Love it. And uh, in closing, are you prepared to call who's got uh, bragging rights on the snowboarding? Snowboarding me. Michael's gone back to skiing, so. <laughs> oh, you've, you've owned him and he's yeah. capitulated and gone yeah, back exactly. to skiing. You know it. Okay. You know it. <laughs> and with no right of reply on this podcast whatsoever. Exactly. It's my favourite part. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on the uh, podcast today. The insights you've given us around uh, your approach at Blue Summit and also the process of being involved in the House of the Year uh, certainly uh, should be encouraging other people out there that have yet to enter to jump in and give it a whirl. Uh, Really appreciate you joining us. Any final words from you today? Yeah, thanks for having me, Ryan, first and foremost. Um, And look, if anyone, if any builders are out there thinking about uh, either joining Master Builder or entering a house, don't don't be scared about that. Don't be worried about that. Reach out to your account manager or your local branch and just ask questions. Um, collect a bit of information, collect a bit of data. Don't be daunted by those amazing houses you see in the magazine because yours could be one of them. So give it a crack.
and I think there are so many different categories now. It's not just about the ultimate architectural home. There's uh, lots and lots of categories in there. So there should be a space for everyone to enter their work. So Absolutely. Hey, yeah. Thanks again, Miranda. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ryan.